Welcome to the Leadership Launchpad Project, where purpose-driven leaders unite to change the game of life and business forever. Here are your hosts, Susan Hobson and Rob Kalvaroski. Welcome to the Leadership Launchpad Project. I'm Rob Kalvaroski. Happy holidays and soon to be happy new year. It's been an incredible year in 2023, and we're finishing off this year with an incredible guest, Chase Dalton, the founder and CEO at Silicon Signs, joins the show. We talk about why leaders need to take action on their own growth, how to set goals, and why the growth mindset is so important in hitting your goals and succeeding. We at Elite High Performance specialize in building high-impact leaders that turn their teams into happy high performers who crush their goals. So if you're looking to crush your goals in 2024, head on over to EliteHighPerformance.com for all your leadership development, mindset, conflict management, keynote speaking, and more. Everyone, happy holidays. And here's the interview with Chase Dalton. We are back. Welcome to the Leadership Launchpad Project. I'm Rob Kalvaroski. And unfortunately, Susan and Brooklyn have come down with some sickness as as people and parents often get because their kids are always sick. Um, so it'll just be me on the mic today. And obviously, we have to start off with a quote. And so I have one here from Jeffrey Pfeffer, who's a Stanford professor and most well-known for his work on um, power. But he says, my overall recommendation for decades, corporate policy manuals and HR departments have told people that they are responsible for their own careers. It's about time people really heeded those warnings. And the reason I wanted to start there today was This is what I've been seeing a lot from folks lately is corporate has been cutting budgets and they're sort of left going, you know, where, what about my development? And I even have a new client who brought the leadership coaching. Actually, it was funny. He brought the leadership coaching to his manager and he literally sent me an email saying, they laughed me out at the office, but I'm going to take the six month package anyways. And this was someone who is taking accountability and action. And so I just wanted to start there for folks. It's like, as you start to become aware of yourself and where you want to go and the goals you have, it's more than just letting that career path be defined by the company. And it's more about taking action for your own development. Now, we have a special guest as always on the show. The founder and CEO at Silicon Signs, Chase Dalton's here with us. Now, Chase, before we get more into you, what do you think about the quote? And that that got me that got me thinking deep. Um, there, there's a lot, a lot of layers to that. And uh I think with the with this I, I love it. I resonate a lot with it. Um anything that puts control back into your own hand in, in your own life um, is something that I preach and, and try to live by. Um, we're responsible for our results. Um, and and one of even our core purpose, you know, at my company is is to seek freedom of time, money, relationship, and purpose, which we took right out of uh, the book, Who Not How. Um, but I think that's what, to me, that's what freedom of purpose is is 
that your life is not in anyone else's hands. Um, and so I try to live by that and I try to foster an environment for that as well. Amazing. Now, Chase, obviously you're going to be new to a lot of our folks out there. And so can you tell us a little bit about what was your journey like to arrive you where you are today as the founder of Silicon Science? Yeah. Um, so I, I think a good place to start is just, I, I come from an athletic background. I think that informed a lot of my decisions and a lot of I think it's a lot of my personality. I don't know which one came first. Does does the personality make me a good athlete? Or is the athlete in me? And uh, you know, does does my athletic experience inform my my personality and some character traits? Probably a little bit of both. Um, but I I had a successful track career in college. I played some other sports as as well. Or sorry, in high school, I played some other sports as well. I ended up at, um, in in the NCAA as a decathlete on the track and field team. Um, I was all American a few times in the decathlon and, uh, in the javelin as well, individually. Um, after my freshman year, I went to the junior national championships. I won that, that competition. I went on to compete for the junior world championships in Poland for the U S um, got 11th there. Um, and then I went, uh, you know, I, I, I had a couple years. I went on a, LDS mission to to Tucson, Arizona, um, and came back pretty skinny and weak and out of practice. And <laughs> it took me a while to get back into it. Uh, my senior year, I finally kind of hit my stride again. I was all American again. Um, ended up fifth at the U.S. Championships that year. Um, competed uh, internationally for the U.S. team again, um, and then tried to make the 2016 Olympic. Uh, team. Uh, that was that was a, a childhood goal of mine. Um, I didn't make it, um, but I I worked really hard to 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 get there. And there's some things that were in my control that I didn't do very well, and things that were out of my control that that happened that um, that you know made it so I couldn't didn't reach that goal. Is it's painful? Uh, you know, it was painful. It still kind of is uh, to not uh, to reach that goal. Um, but after that, I, I had to I had to put that energy and passion into something else, and and so uh, business was a good parking spot for me, uh, where I can take a lot of those same things that I learned and and character traits that I fostered as an athlete uh, into business, um, you know, like setting goals and achieving goals and and surrounding myself with good coaches and and uh, and mentors. Um, all the things that you'd, you'd, you'd expect. Uh, I think a lot of business owners come from athletic background and have a similar experience. Um, but yeah, that, that's what got me here. I started Silicon Signs in 2018, uh, early 2018, uh, with a partner who's just knows everything about signs. I didn't really know much about signs at the time. Um, I have more of a background, I guess, in sales. And, um, and so between him and I, we made a, we, we made a really good team and continue to make a really good team as he handles, the the operations on the fabrication install side and i kind of work on business you know sales and marketing and finance and strategy um and so yeah so now i'm the ceo of, of silicon signs we have uh, our headquarters in salt lake city we have another location in central california uh, that we just opened this year um, and we're a national sign company uh working with franchises all over the country we've been in all 50 states um and uh yeah it's it's been a lot of fun 2023 has been a rough year though um, a lot of heartache and a lot of 
adjustments and adaptations to the changing market. Um, it hasn't been the funnest year I've had in business. Um, and it's been more and more difficult to stay positive, I think. And to, um, I think now is the time where, you know, leaders metal is tested. Um, because I, I can't come in and share that stress with everybody else. I have to kind of, you know, just keep rallying the troops and, and show them that I, I'm, I, I can, I'm, I'm still, uh, I can still lead. Uh, this company and we're still heading the right direction and, and I can still and and making I have to make a lot of hard decisions as well and and back those up and so it's been it's been difficult um I, a lot of growing pains here in 2023 and I'm I'm looking forward to it being over <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's something I'm interested to ask you about Chase like obviously through your athletic career like you would have had losses like everybody right but you have that resiliency built in is like, for me, when I always lost a big game, it would like kick my training into another gear. And like, how are you bringing that experience into the workplace now? That's a, that, that's an awesome question because usually when bad things happen or when, you know, when unfavorable, when we have unfavorable outcomes, it can you can it can you can go both directions one it can kick you into a place where you know you want to quit you want to uh, you feel like the world is against you while you know all of these things are um you know maybe maybe it's an injury right where it's like gosh i don't i don't have control over that and you can really spiral yourself into a victim mentality um or you can get to a point where you say okay yes there are a lot of things out of my control what is in my control um and that helps me stay grounded and focused and mindful um, as a business owner. Say, okay, I can't control the interest rates. I can't control the spending of other people um, and their their investment levels. Um, what can I control? Okay, I can control my skill level. Right, I can go and try to be a better salesperson, uh, hone in my skills as as a as a sell salesperson marketer. Um, I could cut costs where I can. Um, I can, you know, train staff better. I can, we can focus on certain metrics that are, that are helping us. We can adapt. I mean, we had to do the same thing in COVID when, when it happened, it was okay. Yeah. I can't control a global uh, pandemic, but um, <laughs> can we shift? Can we, can we adapt to this situation? Um, and, uh, and, and try to limit our losses and, and, and yeah. So I, I think that mentality absolutely translates now is is and and that's where I, what i do do is, is say what can i control today um and uh and there's also this relentless um attitude of i don't like losing <laughs> <laughs> so that always feels things as well that's right what was it i was listening to a sports podcast and they're like uh, it seems like the most successful athletes, like the Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, it's like, it's not that they loved winning. It's like, they literally hate losing. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I get that so much. <laughs> yeah. It makes it all sound like a bunch of sore losers and babies, but it's true. We just, we don't like it. Ch Chase, I love, like, I love that mindset about you know, taking control and thinking about like, how do I actually empower myself to go out? And like, what would you say to other business owners and entrepreneurs? Like we have a lot of those folks that listen to the show and 
they're in the same place as you are, or even the corporate folks where it's like their companies are laying off, you know, they're cutting expenditures. Like, what would you say to them so they could access that mindset of like, what can I do as the leader of me to take action and move myself in a good direction? Well, as, as a leader, um, you're, you're living for more than just yourself any right now, right? You're not just supporting yourself. It's not, it's not just about you anymore. Back, back in the days when it was just us as solopreneurs and, you know, when life was simpler and we just had to, you know, make a few thousand bucks a month to, to, to get by, um, you know, those, those days are over for me, at least, you know, I have (laughs) a lot of mouths that, that I'm feeding people that are counting on me. And, um, while I can help guide and coach my employees to having a good mindset, that's not necessarily the biggest lever that I can pull right now. Um, the biggest one that I can pull, and I guess what I would recommend is that we're, we're flying and, you know, if you imagine like we're flying an airplane and you hit turbulence, the last thing that you'd want is your captain to come over and be like, Oh my God. this is the worst thing we're going down right um what does the captain do they come over and they say no problem we just hit a little bit of turbulence stay in your seats buckle your seat belts and we're gonna get through this right um while while everybody else who's less experienced is on the plane saying oh what just happened are we okay are we gonna crash right uh it's the captain's job to come over and say hey i know what's going on i've been doing this for longer than you guys I've been through worse things than this before. Um, and, and we, and we survived. Um, they have to feel that calming presence. And by creating an environment where they can feel safe, uh, so they can focus on the work, uh, in my opinion is, is the most important thing to do. You know, it's not about cracking a whip or making, scaring them into it. Right. There might be a, a temptation to say, well, you guys, if we don't hit these numbers, then we're going to be closing our doors. We're going to be doing layoffs. Um, that might fi- fire you up because your back is backed into a corner, literally. Like, but for employees, that's not in my in my experience. That's not the the best course of action. Um, but to say, hey, I know what we're doing. We're going to be okay. What I need you to do is to focus on the work that you're doing and be the best that you can to show up and be loyal every day. This is tough. We're going to get through it, though. Uh, we also don't want to bury our heads in the sand and say, oh, no, everything's fine, guys. Um, so I don't know if that helps, but um, that's, that's that's the approach I'm taking right now. Yeah, I, I think it's a great approach, right? And it, it's something that we talk about a lot on this show, which is, you know, building that trust in the psych safety so folks can feel that they're safe and having that low fear, high trust environment, which as you mentioned, it builds high performance cultures. Cause I know you, you know, when you were on the national team or when you were playing at BYU, right? It's like, if you guys were scared to be like, Hey coach, my, you know, my leg hurts or I'm not feeling great today, or, you know, I'm actually trying to beat out this other guy. And so like, if I can cut him down, then at least I can, you know, like if you have that, you're not going to reach the highest potential for the team. And I think that's what a lot of 
culture, some cultures at work lead into those, like the salespeople cut each other down or they take leads from other one another, or, you know, you have these blame, you know, the, I take credit and I deflect blame type of culture. And that's where you end up in these spaces where, you know, there is this lack of care and lack of mattering and folks just, you know, punch the clock and then try to get out of there. Right. It's, it's as long as I can, as long as I'm better than you, then, then I'm good. And, and, you know, that's one thing I loved about the decathlon is that, so the decathlon, for those of you who don't know, um, any listeners don't know, it's 10 events. It's over the course of two days, uh, 10 events on the track. And so it's the 100 meter dash, long jump, shot put, high jump, 400, 110 meter hurdles, discus, pole vault, javelin, and end with the 1500. And you get a point value associated with each of those marks. There's a, tab- a t- table. Whoever has the highest point at the end of the two days, uh, point total wins. So even though we are, when we line up, you know, for the 100 meter dash, are we racing against each other? Yeah. But if I run 11 seconds in the 100 and somebody else next to me runs a 10 5, I don't care that they ran a 10-5 because 11 seconds is really fast for me, right? I'm competing against myself and and we use each other to boost the energy and the adrenaline on the field, but really nobody is competing against the other person. No one's trying to beat the other person. They're trying to beat their best mark and their best self. And I love that, that culture. Um, and, and I think it's, it's a good mentality to have everywhere is that it, it doesn't matter if you're better than the guy than the guy next to you because that's not your your competition. Um, I remember there was a guy at BYU early on, um, and I, it was early in the season. I think it was my sophomore sophomore year, maybe. I was like, "What's your what's your goals for this year?" Just asking him, what, what, "What's your goal for the sco- the score you want to get?" He said, "I just want to be the best decathlete at BYU." It's like I didn't say anything at the time, but I just thought to myself, "What a stupid goal!" Because <laughs> what does that get you? Like I want to be the best decathlete in the country, right? Like, what is what is the best? You know, I want I want to be the best decathlete that I have potential to be. Um, and and then so so when going back to what you said about you know hate losing, I want to I want to clarify. I don't hate losing to other people. I actually don't mind losing to other people. I hate losing to myself. I hate losing against the person that the 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 accomplishments that I know that I can get, the results that I know that I can get. And losing to myself, that is the most, I think, is it Plato who says it or Aristotle? It's the most vile defeat to lose to yourself. <laughs> um, because if we don't do everything that's in our power, you know, if we're lazy or whatever, then, then that's when we, we can lose. Um, so yeah, I, going back to what you said, creating an environment where we're just trying to be our best version of ourselves. Is the right approach if, if you have a this level of competition or this play you cultivate a, a culture of fear to where okay, as long as you know, I don't have to outrun the bear, I have to just outrun the guy next to me, <laughs> the bear can get them. It's, it's, it's not a not a not a place for a good it doesn't, doesn't lead toward a good culture, in my opinion. Totally, Chase, Chase. This begs the question, right? Is how do you set goals for yourself and and sort of Go on that process of hitting your goals. Um, well, I think step one for me is that you have to set the right goal that sits right in that sweet spot of motivation. Um, 
because some people would say, well, don't limit yourself. Just, you know, reach for the stars. I want to be a billion dollar company. No, my goal is not to be a billion dollar company because I don't know what the first step toward being a billion dollar company is. <laughs> right. Um, I also don't want to say, okay, if I am a $1 million company, I don't want to say I want to be a $1 million company next year because you might as well just leave that up to chance. There's nothing you have to do to change, but there, there is a sweet spot that's just barely outside of your reach. And the way you know that you've set a good goal is that you can map out the next step or the next five steps, but you can tell if it's not the right goal, you're not going to be able to do that. You're not even going to know the first step to take because you'll either be too um, overwhelmed by the feet that you say, I don't, I don't even know what to do. What, what how do I become a billion dollar company? Do I acquire a bunch of stuff? Do I hire a new, do I hire a board of directors? Do I go put, you know, there's just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the first thing about that. <laughs> um, and, but also again, if the goal isn't stretched enough, then you're going to also feel like, well, I don't have to do anything different. I just have to try harder. Um, if you're, if your step is try harder, then that goal is not in the right spot. You need to change what you're doing and to be more strategic in order to get there. And so that's, that's where I start is set the correct goal and you feel it. Like for me, I just, it, you just feel it settle into that right spot. It says, okay, I'm excited about that. This is going to be hard, but I can, I can do this. Uh -huh. Um, and then from there, once you set the right one, then just try to break it down into bite-sized pieces. Um, what, what are the next steps? Okay. Now let's take a goal to hit, you know, three to five things that are going to, you know, factors that go into that goal and try to improve on each one of those and trying to measure, uh, data, um, and collect data in any way, way that you can so that you can actually improve track and field. It's really easy. If I throw the javelin 200 feet, I need to throw it 205 feet around 11 seconds and around 10, nine. In business, it's easy to just say, oh, well, I need to make, you know, I need to make this much more revenue. That might work at the beginning, but anybody can spend a million dollars to make a million dollars. Um, you know, the top number doesn't really matter. Um, you want, what you, you want to know what you're, what you're taking home. Um, and so there's a lot of data that can go into that for efficiency and, 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 and to make good decisions. And, um, so I don't know. Is that, is that, help answer the question you know is that is that is the question of how how i set and achieve goals yeah totally and and it's something the other thing that you're mentioning right is like it's also about what engineering folks call leading kpis right which is like mm -hmm. what are the actions that i take that lead to that outcome Right. And when we talked before, you were like, it's about like number of sales calls or like number of um, interactions or follow ups or like these type of activities, which ultimately, you know, based on, you know, the data, right, as it leads to the sale. Now, not, of course, not a hundred, it's not like a hundred sales calls gives you a hundred sales, but there's some percentage, right? And I think this is where I see leaders also making mistakes is like, well, I want double revenue. Great. But what does that mean? Like, does that mean, like, what do you have to do to get there? And how are you going to manage that part of it? Right. And you said right. this, right. Is like, it has to feel like you got to do something different. And so it's like, what are those things? And how do we implement that tracking of those things that lead to that? Right. I want double revenue. Everybody work twice as hard. It yeah. doesn't work like that. <laughs> I think we know. 
I, I did work actually. It's funny you say that. I did work for a company that actually did similar. So they had they hired this new executive coach, and the coach was super successful at turning around like Verizon stores or something. And his concept was like set huge outrageous goals. Um, mm-hmm. and basically it was like the, he coached the CEO, and she was like, "I want to triple revenue next year," and it was like, "Okay, well, how are you going to do that?" They didn't hire any people. There was no like plan. It was just like, I'm going to triple revenue. I was like, great. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like when I was a little kid and I wanted to say, oh, I wanted to be a basketball player. Good. Okay. You betcha. <laughs> you know. So Chase, yeah, Chase like, like how do you, so, so the first thing, right. Is like this element of like, being open to change and like also taking into account like that creativity and flexibility to grow. Like how do you bring that growth mindset to your team about like improving processes or, or, you know, being creative in what they're doing so they can get a better outcome. So what I, what I preach over and over when it comes to growth, grow, growth is one of our core values. It, grow or die is a core value at Silicon Signs. And we feel really, really strongly about it. It's favorite. It's a household favorite here. Um, and so our definition of grow or die is that we are perfectly honest with ourselves. That's where it starts. Um, I, I'm going to keep going back to, to, to track because that's, oh. again, where a lot of these things were, were, um, a lot of these attitudes and and ideas were fostered. Um, there was a there was a javelin thrower um, on the team, and and I, I was just I was just a little bit better than him. And I was at a decathlete, and I think it bothered him because he's a javelin thrower. I'm a decathlete, you know, it's one tenth of my event, and I and I had a higher record than him on the on the scoreboard or on the record board at BYU. And uh, and so everyone smiled. You know, he'd come to me after meets and. And be like, oh man, I just, I, I scratched a, a big throw, you know, I just barely, barely fouled it, you know, stepped on the line and, uh, and like, cool, man, like <laughs> don't scratch, don't foul next time. You know, I wasn't really, I didn't really care. I didn't really compete with him. It was just like, he's like, oh, I, I, I almost threw 220, almost threw 225, almost, almost, almost. And you'd see the same thing with people in like the long jump, for example, it's like, oh, I almost jumped 24 feet, 25 feet, but I just fouled it by this much. The problem with that is if you think you're a 25 foot long jumper, if you think you're a 225 foot javelin thrower and all you missed it by was, a, was, was you fouled it by a, a half of an inch or whatever, then again, what are you going to do differently next time to get that? It, nothing. You're just going to say, well, I'll get lucky next time. I'll scoot back a little bit or it, I'll just, you know, I'll eat my Wheaties in the morning and I'm going to get it. Um, on the other hand, if 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 this javelin thrower, if he were to just say, I'm a 215-foot javelin thrower, right? That's who I am. I'm not a 225-foot javelin thrower who just happened to miss it by an inch on a foul. I'm a 215-foot javelin thrower. Now, now what do I do? It's not just, let me try harder next time. Let me eat better breakfast next time. Let's have a, you know, some caffeine before to give me more. No, it's it's oh, this is what I'm gonna do differently in my training. This is what I'm gonna do differently on the day of competition, whatever. It's something different to get there. So growth can't happen until you know where you're at. 
And the analogy that I get to my employees is when you show up to the mall and you want to know where you're going, what do you do? You go to the map. First step to find where you're going, right? Whatever. I want to go to Gap. Okay. You find Gap on the map. Then what? You have to find where you are. You have to find the big arrow that says you are here. Otherwise, (laughs) the map is worthless to you. Everyone knows where they want to go. Everyone has their goal in their mind, right? Oh, I want to be a millionaire. I want to, you know, go to the Olympics, whatever. But where are you right now? Because if you can't define where you are right now and be actually perfectly honest with yourself of where you're at, then you can't map a path to get there, just like you wouldn't couldn't in a mall. So I know it, it doesn't sound like it has much to do with growth, but that's always where we start. If you want to grow, cut the bull, cut the BS, right? Be honest, be humble. Where are you? All the warts, all the ugliness, where are you right now? So that we can actually map a path to try to get there. Yeah. How, how do you get over those folks, the sort of the vulnerability at looking at themselves in a way that can be a little bit disruptive if if they're not, if they have the wrong well, not the wrong mindset, but if they've developed these mindset strategies that protect them from seeing things about themselves. Um, I think that, that it starts really early on in cultivating that relationship of trust. Um, because I, I had this conversation with my partner yesterday about having just hard conversations with people. Um, and the, the, what I said to him is that I think We've earned the respect of our people to be able to have hard conversations with them and for them to know that we don't hate them, that their job's not on the line, that we're not going to get fired if they do anything. And I think that's really important because then I can come to them and say, you're not where you need to be, right? If they if they can't necessarily get there themselves, then I have at least, you know, for me, I have this ability right now, I think for all of the people on my team to say, hey, here's... I'm going to tell you where you're at. This is where you're at. And this is where you need to be. Um, and, you know, so far it's, it, it's, it's worked okay. And, you know, I think the difference between being um, bold and overbearing is an element of love and respect and compassion for the person you're actually talking to. Right. If I actually did not care for that person and then I came up to them and said, Hey, you, you kind of suck here, then that's going to be pretty overbearing. Um, but since I genuinely do care uh, about them and about their success and about them as people, um, then I can say things uh, that might sound hard in a different situation. Totally. And that's like um, former guest of the show. Kim Scott has a really famous book called Radical Candor. And that's actually, she has a two-by-two matrix, which is really popular, and I would totally check it out. And it's basically one of the axes is care personally and challenge directly. And exactly what you're saying is, if you don't care personally for folks, basically you're going to come off as, it's like obnoxious aggression or um, ruinous empathy. And then, but by, because you're caring, this allows you to basically challenge more directly so folks get the message, but it lands in a way where they can grow 
versus, you know, where, hey, I'm an asshole or, you know, or I, I can't even challenge you because if I do that, then you're just going to feel, you know, like I'm, I'm attacking you. And yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think there's, there's other, there's other places where that doesn't necessarily work. Maybe the relationship isn't quite there to be able to have that, or maybe that person just isn't receptive, uh, or maybe too, has too many guards or walls up to be able to do that. Um, in that case, there's been times where I've just had to, uh, demonstrate it. Um, I, I've, I had to recently remove somebody from a position temporarily, um, and take over that position, um, in order to demonstrate and model the right mindset and the right, it was a leadership position as I had to model the right mindset, mindset and, um, an attitude. Um, and we're already starting to see a shift, uh, mm-hmm. cause some people are just maybe a little bit more pragmatic and, uh, maybe a little more stubborn. And that doesn't mean that I don't want that person. Um, that just, I, I want to take, I, I want to use that, <laughs> uh, use, use the, the hard head in this and say, you know what? I want you to be a little stubborn and hard-headed, but do it on my team. <laughs> so let me let me show you how to do it on my team. Yeah, it, you're totally bang on, right? It's like, it's utilizing, I mean, part of leadership is utilizing folks at their best and how they bring to themselves to the table. It's, it's funny, like Tom Brady did an interview, I think it was a few years ago, and he said, I am like, inarguably a good good quarterback and yet I couldn't play high school at any other position. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like if you put Tom Brady as a wide receiver or whatever, it's like he's like not even going to crack the lineup at like a decent high school. Right. <laughs> and yet, you know, he's won 7 Super Bowls. <laughs> so, yeah. it's if you're the leader, if you're putting folks in the wrong spots or you're not using what they're good at you could be missing out on great like great talent and so it's all about finding and this is the one-on-one stuff is like really getting in tune with your folks to understand what are their strengths and then putting them in roles or at least crafting their roles to make it so they can use those yeah yeah, Gina Wickman, right, in, in traction, he says, everyone in the right seats growing in the same direction um, is, I think, the, I mean, I'm learning more and more is really the key to leadership. I mean, yeah. if, if you can do that well and make those decisions well and quickly, uh, it, it just makes all the difference. We saw it in Remember the Titans, right? <laughs> Ryan Gosling was... In- <laughs> he was an absolute liability at, at DB. <laughs> and then they put the running back over there at DB and they ended up killing it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nuggets Chase, from, uh, from the movie. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and Chase, so we're, as we're recording this and actually as it comes out, it's going to be pretty much close to the turn to 2024. And what I want to ask you is what are some of the top skills that you think leaders need to develop to be successful in 2024 and beyond? Uh, I, I don't know if I'm qualified to, <laughs> it's not about to give qualified, too strong of an opinion on that. Um, I think 
one of the things that are relevant to right now is learning how to collect uh, data, to interpret data, and to use data to make decisions. Um, right, we're we're coming off of a of a high right of the economy that we for a long time it's been awesome for a long time everybody who started a business in 2018 with me probably thinks they're the smartest person in the world (laughs) (laughs) um because there's probably never been a better time to start a business you know in a lot you know other than this last decade um things are things are changing um, we've had a little, we had a little blip in COVID, but then, you know, we kind of held on for a couple months and everyone's like, ah, no, nah, it's fine. And then everything exploded from there and all the inflation and stuff. Uh, but we don't, we just don't know how this current iteration of the market is going to affect business and how it's going to affect your business specifically. Um, and if you're just still flying by the seat of your pants and flying by the gut, your gut instincts and or maybe watching the news and and that's just those can be helpful data points but you have to be able to collect data at all places maybe a data point a data point is your gut that can be a data point it could be advice from mentors who maybe have been through some similar things before uh, it could be market trends and market historical data it could be how your numbers are are looking your 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 2022 versus 2023 numbers, your conversion rates, how are they changing? What are your customers doing? What type of customer do you have? What's your average invoice size? Um, you know, all these different things that you can look and, and track and say, okay, what is, what's changing? It could be surveys to your current customers. What do they want? What are they looking for? Um, people are changing. The market is changing. Um, and so as a leader, if you want to be able to be in the cockpit and to have that view out the front windshield, uh, that's what that means. Um, is is to say, here's here's the information that I have, and I'm going to now try to make the best decisions that I can based off of that data, rather than just making decisions out of fear um, or you know anxiety. I love it. Uh, yeah, and and for folks out there, it's this. For me, how I'm interpreting this also is this element of having that growth mindset and being able to look at the things you're doing now and sort of also let go of your perspective of, especially if you're seasoned, right? Is like, well, this is what I do because I know everything, right? But it's like being able to allow that to go and, and really look at it as like, okay, you know, what is the data telling me? You know, how do I interpret this data or the information I'm getting to figure out, you know, what makes sense to try next? And then it's entering that feedback cycle, right? Which is like, oh, well, the customers are saying they want this. Okay, let's try it. Let's see if it works. Let's get the feedback loop. Boom, 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 right? And it's just, it's that continuous improvement cycle that literally leads to the highest performance. Doesn't matter sports, doesn't matter performance like uh, art or music and business as well. Absolutely. I mean, that was, that was every rep. This is what we were taught in college is you do a rep, you analyze it. What's, what's one or two things I did well, what's one thing I'm going to do different next time every single time and if you can imagine over a course of thousands or tens of thousands of reps in the shot put or the pole vault or the long jump or the javelin whatever it is you're <laughs> going, by analyzing what you're actually doing 
that is how you determine what's going to be different going up. But so it's it's a really good point you bring up that that honesty and growth mindset. It, it no matter how much data you analyze, if you're not going to sit back and say, "Hey, I'm not the smartest person in the world," um, what I think is not probably the best course of action. Um, you know, every single time I'm going to use data, I'm going to trust it. I'm going to understand that there are other points of view. There's other ideas and what got me here is not going to be what, what gets me there. Uh, that, that type of humility is a, I think a great, great point you bring up. So it makes a, a great leader. Now, Chase, what do you want your legacy as a leader to be? Gosh, it's a, it's loaded, isn't it? Um, it's our biggest question. <laughs> What's that? It's our biggest question that we ask on every show. <laughs> yeah, I haven't thought much about that. Um, what do I want my legacy to be? Um, I guess I got to go back to my our core purpose is to seek freedom of time, money, relationship, and purpose. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot in that. Um, I don't want my employee's best to be here uh, at Silicon Signs. Um, I want their best to be with their families, uh, in their homes, with their relationships. Uh, to me, there's nothing more important than the relationships in my life. That might sound cliche, I'm sure it is, um, but it's the reason I do what I'm doing. Um, I'm not trying to be the the you know, king or, or president here, or have people crawl into my presence because I started a company. I'm trying to seek free, my my freedom so I can spend my time with my family and my wife, my children, and, and experience all that this beautiful earth has to to offer in the short time that we have on it. And I want to be able to use Silicon Science as a vehicle to do that. And I want my employees to be able to use Silicon Science to do the same thing and not the other way around. I don't want it to keep them from experiencing life with their friends and families and loved ones and experience the world in their short time here. And so if I could boil that down into a legacy that at the end of their time here, uh, whether it's their uh, a, a career in retirement or just moving on to something else, it's them looking back and saying, I got to experience life um with my family the way that i wanted to and, and and freedom of purpose because i worked at silicon signs um and 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 i guess by default if i'm leading that organization then then uh there there's my name is attached to that feeling uh so it's it's nothing more than just making a difference and in influence in the circle in my this small circle that i have here it's a it's an amazing mission and um, just for folks, the, the fruit guy just showed up. So my dog's going crazy. <laughs> um, now for folks out there, if you want to find more about Chase, first off, siliconscience.com, you can check out all their stuff there. I know we've dropped Chase's LinkedIn in the podcast notes, so you could connect with them there. Chase, is there anywhere else you want folks to find you or anything that you're working on that you want to share with folks? Uh, no, not right now. I mean, we have an Instagram that we try to get some photos up every once in a while, but uh, no, yeah, check us out if, if it's interesting to you. I know there's nothing really sexy about signs. They're kind of all around us. 
um, it's just plastic and metal and, and LEDs uh, that we're building. But um, like, like you already said, our, our mission goes beyond just the, the simple inputs that we're, that we're building here. Uh, we're trying to, we just want to use this as a vehicle, but I appreciate you having me on the show. This has been a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. We'll drop the Instagram and the podcast notes as well. And, and to be honest, so there's a lot of cool stuff about signs. Like, um, I was actually in Osaka earlier this year and they have a district. It's sort of like a Las Vegas y kind of place. And so there was a lot of cool signs out there. So definitely would check, check out Silicon Signs on Instagram as well. Obviously, for us, hit subscribe to Leadership Launchpad Project on your favorite podcast platform. And for all things leadership development, mindset, conflict management, and more, head on over to EliteHighPerformance.com. Chase, this was an incredible interview. Is there anything you'd like to leave our folks with today? Um. I'm not trying to be too profound here, but um, focus on yourself. Um, I think you're the biggest lover that you can pull in the organization, in the organization, and and to make the biggest difference is to to focus on yourself, hone in your own skills, your own mindset, uh, your own ability to handle stress and anxiety. Um, and, and, and emotions to try to even out the, the ebbs and flows of, of business that it can, it's, it's a stressful game to be an entrepreneur. Um, we chose it because part of us likes the chaos and, uh, we would be bored anywhere else. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, and, and, and so we can, we can remember that one that we chose it. Um, but it, it's, uh, the, the best thing that you can do. I think is to get your mind right, take care of yourself, take care of your body, your mind, um, so that you can make good decisions, that you can show up for the people who need you and who are counting on you uh, to make those decisions and still have some left for you and your family at home. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I love it. And for me, I just want to come back to that, right? Is this element of becoming a self led leader and then also just activating that growth mindset and always being curious about improving and having that ability to look at yourself in the mirror. And often this can take mirrors into mirrors of truth into account, which is data, or it's having a coach or a therapist or your partner or your business partner or your KPIs, right? Can be all these things that help us see where we are, because that you are here sign, as you mentioned, helps us figure out how do we get where we want to go. Chase, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Everyone out there, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you all next week.